Hi, welcome back to AR Zone. I'm your host, Carolyn Bailey. In this special series of interviews, AR Zone are delighted to be working with the Pollination Project to bring you the winners of this year's Lisa Shapiro Awards. These five hardworking advocates have been chosen from over 200 nominees from around the world by their peers as the five unsung vegan heroes for 2017. It's a great pleasure to introduce this year's winners of the Lisa Shapiro Award to you. But first, we'd like to take a moment to remember Lisa Shapiro. Lisa epitomised the term unsung vegan hero. She was a quiet, humble advocate who spent her life advocating on behalf of others, never expecting any acknowledgement for her work. Not long after winning the award in 2014, Lisa was diagnosed with cancer and sadly she passed away in 2015. This award is one small way to honour and to remember Lisa and her work. In this interview, we're pleased to welcome and to congratulate one of this year's winners, Unparalleled Suffering Photography. The activist behind Unparalleled Suffering Photography is a gifted artist who has chosen to use their significant talents to expose the diverse forms of animal exploitation and torment perpetrated and normalised by our culture. Without requesting any compensation, this activist has volunteered their work to numerous organisations and campaigns in order to bolster their messaging. The activist behind Unparalleled Suffering Photography is committed to exposing the humane myth, but the nature of their undercover activism requires that they receive no personal acknowledgement for their powerful work, even with this award and this interview. I'd like to begin today by asking you to please tell our listeners what it was that led to you becoming vegan and to becoming an advocate for other animals. So it took me a while to get to the point where I was actually living vegan, but I had exposed myself to a good amount of information, and I was already at the point where I wasn't buying anything tested on animals, I wasn't buying any leather or wool or anything like that. Uh, say I had wanted to get a companion animal, I would have gone to a shelter, I, w I wouldn't have supported breeders in any way. Um, I was against animals being sold in pet stores. Um, I, I completely understood what veganism was, and... I had nothing but respect for vegans. If I ever came across any, I didn't get defensive or hostile. So I, I was just, I just couldn't imagine living without dairy, especially cheese and eggs. And that was basically what was holding me back. And I became vegetarian uh, right after I read this book called The Nutritarian Handbook by Joel Furman. That was my first major education in terms of nutrition. And in the book, he says that you don't need to eat any animal products whatsoever to survive and to thrive, to be completely healthy. So given the information that I had already been aware of, that should have been enough for me to stop eating animals, but I just didn't have enough of a connection to them yet. Didn't I guess I didn't feel that level of respect for them yet. Um, so I was still going about eating dairy and eggs for about six months, but uh, while I was a vegetarian for those six months, I was eating lots of meals that were completely animal product free and they were extremely satisfying and when I would eat meals with eggs or cheese 
I would always feel a sense of guilt. And that, in a way, ruins the meal. So, after... Yeah, after six months, I just said, I'm I'm gonna try to be vegan. And... Right after I made the switch... I made the switch... Um, I think the day before I went to the movie theater to actually see Forks Over Knives, so that was pretty helpful. And I just, I just couldn't believe like how crazy I was for not only clinging on to dairy and eggs uh, for those six months, but also just how I, like most people, clinged on to the same foods and ate the same things. Like, all my life before that. Like, things that are obviously extremely cruel, not good for us, you know, make us sick, and really aren't that great uh, when you compare them with, you know, the huge diverse, the the huge diversity of things you can eat, like, on a plant-based diet, which you can eat on a non-plant-based diet, too, but, you know, most people aren't gonna be open to trying these things and go into these, you know, different restaurants where they serve all these, uh, things that they've never heard of or, you know, didn't know exist. So, uh, just a little bit, just basically right after I became vegan, uh, I would get lots of really crazy questions and people would ask me like, what do you eat, kale? I, I had multiple people say, what do you eat, kale? So... I had a, a DSLR at the time, which was pretty much strictly for video purposes, because I have a video background, and I don't have a still photography background really at all, and I decided I would just take uh, pictures of everything I ate, and not really good pictures, because they were just being shot in my kitchen under pretty awful kitchen lighting, but it still showed what I was eating. So you can still imagine and see how good it probably was. Um, so I really liked the way the pictures were turning out compositionally, but as I said, they weren't very flattering. And I started to enjoy taking pictures of food, so I decided to invest in uh, better gear and lighting and try to become a professional food photographer and... I started a blog called Eat My Milk, and uh, the goal of the blog was to document every single thing that I ate for an entire year. And I also did videos for the blog called What They're Having, where I would interview people on the street and ask them what they were having to eat today, what they had for breakfast, lunch, and what they were having for dinner. And then I would... um, I would choose different sections from different interviews and just make vegan versions of those foods to show people that, like, anything you want to eat, like, you don't have to source from an animal. You can make a cruelty-free version of it. So I did that blog for a little while, but um, it was extremely stressful. It was just... Just nonstop thinking about what I'm going to eat, looking up recipes, doing food shopping. Uh, I had to buy a lot of food props, a lot of different bowls and plates and surfaces to to put all this stuff on. And 
there was a lot of clutter growing, uh, growing in my apartment, and it was taking a while to break down the lights and set them up again, and I just didn't enjoy uh, reading about and talking about food all the time, because I had to write a lot about food for the blog, and I, I, yeah, I just ultimately was not enjoying this and didn't want to go through with it, and I knew not many people were looking at my blog either, and I was trying to, I was trying to only talk about food on the blog, since it's a food blog, because I thought, I mean, I'm thinking I thought at the time that talking about animals would turn people away, and I was trying to get them to just see that, you know, vegan food can be delicious, very affordable, uh, much more nutritious, and just as accessible in many cases as non-vegan foods. Uh, but it was it was really getting to me that I wasn't uh, writing about animals because that's what veganism is about. And um, I ultimately decided that if if I want to talk about animals, that I should be photographing animals. So uh, that's what that's what made me become an animal photographer. And why is animal advocacy such an important part of your life, do you think? So after I became vegan, I really immersed myself into the world of animal exploitation, the behind-the-scenes world of animal exploitation. I, I was reading a ton of books and watching a ton of videos and documentaries online, and I had uh, interviewed with Mercy for Animals about becoming an undercover investigator. Uh, I, I wanted to, I couldn't believe what I had contributed to my whole life, and especially the last almost year and a half or so, uh, after I had first exposed myself to the world of animal exploitation, I couldn't believe how long it took me to finally get to veganism, and I wanted to kind of do what I could to bring awareness to other people and do what I could to expedite that process from becoming a speciesist non-vegan to a non-speciesist vegan. Uh, so I eventually did a animal exploitation photo shoot and I realized uh, either during that or when I got home, like, this is... This is going to be my life. This is what I'm doing. I I couldn't believe how powerful the photos were, even just from my first shoot, and how many like came out great. I already felt like I had a big portfolio just from that one shoot that I did. Who or what, if anything, in the last year has had the biggest positive influence on you? Animal advocacy is such a huge part of my life because... The issues facing animals that thus affect us as well and the environment, thus the health of the planet, are by far without a doubt the biggest issues in the world. And I've always been into the idea of fairness and overcoming injustice. 
and I've always watched a lot of documentaries because lots of documentaries are about injustices. And uh, before I got into animal rights work, I that was kind of going to be my life, just making documentaries about uh, different issues facing the world. And I was actually in the middle of uh, making a documentary um, when I became vegan. And although it was a documentary I had already put a ton of time into and uh, probably at least a couple thousand dollars into, I ultimately decided to abandon it because I, with what I knew about animals, I, I couldn't justify uh, working on a documentary about this topic. And I was doing it solo anyway, so I didn't like let a team of people down. Uh, there were a bunch of people who knew I was making this documentary and they were very eager to see it. So they were probably disappointed to find out that I decided to abandon it, but obviously for a much, much better cause. Finally today, how can our listeners help you with your work on behalf of other animals? Is there a website or a funding campaign that they can access? The best way to support me is through my Patreon, www.patreon.com slash UPS Photography slash. That allows anyone who wants to help me out to pledge a certain monthly donation that goes towards my activism. And uh, if I get to a certain point, I'll be able to quit my full-time job or maybe part-time job in the future and be able to become a full-time activist. So that's really the best way anyone can help me. Thanks for joining us today and for everything that you continue to do to make our world a better place. Why don't he bring me to white?